Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. I am Danielle, of course, and this week I decided that we are going to get back to basics and chat just you and me because at the end of the day, that is what it's all about. I really love all of the amazing people that I've been speaking to. If you want to get inspired, you want to hear somebody's passion and their love and you want to hear from some amazing creatives and professionals, then go check out some of the past episodes that I have had. I've really spoken to some amazing people across the board, and it's been a lot of fun. But today, since it is October and it is spooky season, I wanted to just get back to the basics about Halloween and kind of dig deep into what Halloween actually is, because I think that a part of what we're doing here, you and me, in this podcast is not only getting back to the basics and having good conversations, but getting back to the basics about topics that we find interesting and maybe want to learn a little bit more about. And along the way, I want to share some ghost stories because, let's be honest, what is Halloween and spooky season without some ghost stories? So if that piqued your interest, I hope that you stick around and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic. So it is no secret that I love all things creepy and spooky, except for bugs. I think bugs are gross. I would take a ghost over a spider any day of the week, which is kind of funny because spiders are very like, on brand for Halloween. I love all things spooky and scary and creepy and I've talked multiple times about how much I love true crime on the podcast. It is something that just really intrigues me and interests me. Something I haven't really gotten into is that I also am really interested in like the paranormal and ghost stories for many, many reasons, which I will get into a little later on. This is the time of year for all of the extra spooky things. Don't get me wrong, I love spooky things literally 365 days a year. I love a good horror movie. Like, I love the good, the bad, the different, the ugly, the weird. I love them all, any time of year. I feel like there's probably some psychological reason for why I love them, maybe because it's an escape from reality, and sometimes our reality is not the best. Obviously, hashtag 2020. Um, For this week, though, I thought that we would really get into the basics of what Halloween is. You know, I love Halloween so much, but it kind of occurred to me that I only know a little bit about the actual history of Halloween, and I really wanted to know some more, and I figured maybe you'd be interested to learn where Halloween came from as well, and maybe you'd be interested to learn why I love ghosts and to hear a few scary stories as well. So Halloween, obviously, is on October 31st, right? Well, it originated as a Celtic festival, and it was called Samhain, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And during this festival, people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Then, in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III decided that November 1st would be a time to honor all saints. And soon, it became All Saints Day, which is what we know it as. The evening before then became known as All Hallows' Eve, which now we know is Halloween, the day that I love so much. So this Celtic festival that Halloween was originally 
happened like 2,000 years ago. It marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter months and a time of year that is often associated with human death, which I didn't know. I mean, I don't love the cold, don't get me wrong, but I don't necessarily like associate winter with death. For this festival that used to be Halloween, they believe that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On that night, October 31st, it was believed that ghosts could return to Earth. Which I do believe I've heard before, that we believe that spirits can more easily cross over here on Halloween. I've never personally had a ghost experience on Halloween, but it doesn't surprise me. So on Halloween, they would build huge sacred bonfires and make sacrifices, and during the celebration, they wore costumes and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When it was all over, they relit the hearth fires from the sacred bonfire, so that way they could be protected during the coming winter. So this is really where Halloween started, and I think the only thing that we take from that is wearing the costumes. And then Halloween came to America. So it was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the religious belief systems there. It was a lot more common in Maryland and southern colonies. The celebrations included parties, which were events that celebrated the harvest, and people would sing and tell stories and tell each other's fortunes. During these original colonial Halloween festivities, they also told ghost stories. And then during the 19th century, America got a lot more immigrants, and because of people fleeing the Irish potato famine, that all helped popularize Halloween. So that's basically how Halloween started, and then, you know, it really blossomed and grew from there. Apparently, borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. That became known as trick-or-treat. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. At the turn of that century, Halloween parties became very popularized, and they focused on games, foods of the seasons, and costumes. By the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday with parades and parties and entertainment. Now we're getting closer to our time uh, by the 1950s. Town leaders successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday that is for the youth, or as Schmidt from New Girl would say, the youths of America. And they believe that trick-or-treating was an inexpensive way for families to celebrate and for communities to get involved. Today, we know of Halloween as all of these things, and it is one of the biggest holidays in our country. So that's kind of the whole history of Halloween. As you can see, we took a lot of things from the original, but we really just turned it into our own. I personally love that it used to be about like ghosts and witchcraft and playing pranks. I think that would be a lot of fun if we still did that today um, and just like told ghost stories and did things like that. But honestly, I can do any of that at any time of day. Which brings me to some promised ghost stories. Uh, I'm going to start it off by telling you that my family has had a lot of run-ins with the other side. And I guess that's kind of a multi-fold like, statement. 
Unfortunately, I do have a lot of family members that have passed on. But even more than that, everyone in my family, for the most part, has had some sort of like ghost story or ghost encounter or something weird happen to them. And yes, we have gone to mediums before and I'm actually going to one next week. So maybe I'll have a story for you then. But we have always been interested in quote unquote connecting with the other side. Um, sometimes it's very interesting, sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's scary as all hell. I thought I would share with you a few of my own ghost stories because we are talking about Halloween here and as I said earlier, it originally was to celebrate the dead and to share stories. So here we are. We are getting back to the basics of Halloween and Danielle's ghostly encounters. So a few years back, right before Christmas, like a couple of days before Christmas, I was sleeping in bed. Obviously, I was sleeping in bed. I um, was half asleep, so I was like aware of what was going on in my house. I could hear people, but I just didn't want to get out of bed yet. It was winter. It was cold, yada, yada, yada. I had heard my mom and brother leave, so I knew that I was alone in the house. Obviously, didn't really think anything of it. It was like 8 a.m., um... Also, I have this thing in my head where I remember that 3 a.m. is the witching hour. So like if I'm awake at 3 a.m., I have to like stay awake for a little bit. So I was half awake, half asleep, mostly awake at that point. I just didn't want to get out of bed. And I heard my door in my bedroom creak open. Now, keep in mind, I was turned away from the door on my side and my covers were over my head. I don't really remember why I did this. I just remember putting my covers over my head, maybe to block out the light, whatever it may be. So my covers were over my head and I was facing away from the door, but I heard the door creak open. So in my like half paying attention, half sleeping, not wanting to get out of bed state, I thought it was my brother. I ignored it and just thought he had come in to get something or just was honestly trying to be a pain in the ass. I then heard footsteps like heavy boot footsteps walking right next to me coming towards the side of the bed and then I felt him lean down and come to my ear because remember I was on the side of my body so you know that static feeling that you get when someone is really close to you or, or behind you or near you in some way I got that feeling so I felt this person who I thought was my brother at the time lean in very close to me and start to whisper something and I couldn't make it out again I'm thinking he's just being annoying trying to scare me just whatever doing things that brothers do then I felt the static go away and I heard the footsteps walk away from me and I heard the door close I ignored it thinking oh he will just tell me later whatever he's wanting from me about a few minutes later I heard the door creak open again And then I heard my TV go on and off. Now, this was at a time when we had like the old TVs that you could hear turn on and off, where they kind of made like a static noise when you turn them on and off. I heard the TV go on and off, and then I heard the footsteps coming back towards me. Now, the footsteps were very loud and heavy, and there was no mistaking it for like a floor creaking or wind in the window. It was walking. Again, thinking it was my brother trying to be annoying, I ignored it and then you know he had leaned back down to whisper in my ear again and I heard the whispers and I kept in my head 
saying, and at this point my eyes were open because I remember looking at the sheets and I said, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not listening. I don't understand. I don't understand. But they kept repeating it over and over and over again. So finally, within like a minute, probably less than a minute, this whole thing probably happened in less than a minute, but they were repeating something over and over and it finally clicked with me what they were saying and I started shaking. Probably out of fear, probably a reaction to that, but I started shaking and I couldn't move. I was basically paralyzed. And you may be wondering what they were saying to me. Um, They were saying, I love you over and over again. And as soon as it clicked with me and I understood, the person leaned away from my ear and I heard the footsteps walk away and my door close. And then about 20 seconds later, I was able to move and I felt okay enough to throw the covers over my head to try to see what it was. Threw the covers over my head, jumped out of bed, ran around the house yelling for my brother. He was not there and I was alone. And when I asked later on if they came back, my mom had said that they were long gone. Honestly, it to this day is one of the creepiest things that has ever happened to me. And I can't say for certain who or what it was. Um, Part of me likes to think that it was around the holidays and maybe it was my dad. Um, Because I had that familiar feeling with the person, I wasn't afraid of the person coming in and out. It didn't feel like a scary or like weird energy. I literally associated it with my brother right away. So part of me likes to think that that's what happened. Um, Obviously, it was a good thing because the person said that they loved me. But it was definitely one of the craziest things that has ever happened to me and one of the craziest experiences I have personally had. Now, I've had a few other things happen as well. Um, I did go to a medium a few years back, not long after, and she she told me some interesting things. She told me some things that you definitely would not be able to know unless you knew me or you knew my family's history because there were even things that she said that I didn't know because it happened before I was born and I had to fact check with my mom which is why the medium trip this weekend will be very interesting because it's with my family but anyway uh right after that happened I woke up in the middle of the night feeling something pushing down on my bed and I thought it was my cat who sometimes likes to annoy me in the middle of the night by scratching things and jumping on things so I thought she was leaning on my bed I shot up in bed to shoo her away and realized she was not there and then I saw the bed slowly move back up like someone had just stood up from it. I immediately freaked out, turned on TV to watch Friends and did not sleep for the next two hours. So things like that happen quite a bit. They happen more to my sister honestly. I mean some of the stories that she has are unreal. Like the story she could tell you. I'm pretty sure that their house in Connecticut is haunted as well. I've had some experiences there too where now I refuse to be there alone. But they've had things like people scratching on the walls, things being thrown. I mean, you've seen the movie Haunting in Connecticut. Well, that's basically their house, honestly. They've actually had ghost hunters go there before, which is nuts. But they've captured some stuff and it's really crazy. Like basically one of those spirit boxes which essentially runs through radio waves and the theory is that from the other side spirits can communicate through it by using the static and the radio frequency. Um, When the ghost hunters went to my sister's house they used that tool and captured some really creepy voices and one voice in particular is so 
it, it still gives me chills to this day. Um, I still have it saved in my emails because I just, I can never get rid of it. Essentially, my sister asked if my uncle was there who had passed on a few years prior and a voice came through saying, I'm in Connecticut, which is obviously where they are. And the voice that says it is essentially my uncle's voice. It's uncanny. I mean, I remember when my mom called me in, asked me to listen to the recording and said, what do you hear? Without knowing, I said, that sounds like our uncle. And then she explained the whole story. And so it's it's really a damning piece of evidence, if you ask me. Um, but they've had a lot of crazy stories. I mean, there's one story where my niece's toy was going off without being provoked. And it was saying, I love you, sunshine, uh, which it never said, which is really weird. Um, and my grandfather used to always sing, um, you are my sunshine to my sister. My niece has seen like little children in their house. Uh, I've heard footsteps. It's a crazy, crazy house, truthfully. I mean, one of my favorite, I guess is a weird way to put it, but one of my favorite stories um, that they have is that one morning when they were getting ready for school, um, they had a very weird incident with their doorbells. So they had a front door and a side door, and everybody went through the side door. The front door was not really in use. I mean, you walked up to the side door to get in. That's just how it was. So people who knew them or people who would go would always go through the side. So one morning they're getting ready for school and they're running really late. My sister was trying to get the kids ready to go and, you know, they were moving really slow that day. So all of a sudden, the side doorbell rings. So she goes to the side doorbell and no one's there. So she chalks it up to some weird electrical thing. About five seconds later, the front doorbell rings, the door that nobody goes in. So she goes over there to see if anyone's at the front and no one's at the front. And as she's checking the front, the side doorbell rings again. So again, she's confused goes walks all the way to the side door to see if anyone is there and they're not there now this side door is also towards the back of the house so so it's not like you can just check both at the same time so as she's checking the side door the front doorbell rings again and this kept happening quite a few times they checked outside to see if anyone was there but even if someone was there there had to have been multiple people doing this but why would they be doing this at like 7 a.m on like a Tuesday, whatever it was. So the doorbells kept ringing. No one could run back and forth that fast and they got really freaked out. So finally, everyone was ready to go or if they weren't ready to go, they just decided to go. And they all got out of the house and they turned around and there was a fire in their neighbor's backyard. The neighbor to the back of them had a fire on a tree that if my sister did not get out of the house at that exact moment and call 911, the tree would have fallen onto their garage and the whole house could have caught on fire. My sister got out of the house at the right moment because something or someone was trying to get her attention by ringing all of her doorbells. Now, again, I'm not claiming that this is, you know, Beetlejuice over here, but I'm just saying it is weird and it is creepy and that is... but. If these few stories give you any taste of what my family experiences, I don't know if you would say that all of us love the spooky and creepy things. Some of us dislike it very much. I love it. My mom loves it. My sister obviously loves it. And, um, you know, 
I think there is also some sort of comfort that comes with the ghost stories uh, because, you know, we've all had people in our lives that have passed on, loved ones, friends, family, even our favorite celebrities, right? And it's comforting to have these ghost stories or these experiences because in a way it shows us that when life is over, it's not really over. And so I think that's really why my family loves and celebrates these stories so much. I mean, even like my grandmother loves mediums and psychics and loves hearing these stories because it brings a sense of comfort that the people that we love are always around us. So I think that's really why my family does you know, share these stories. I don't know if that's why my family has these many experiences, but um, I think it's kind of cool. And I mean, yeah, there are scary times. Like, for example, when I was standing in the hallway of my home and in a dark room in front of me, a candle was flickering in a room that had no candles. And I just stood there frozen looking at the candle and watching it fade away. And then finally, when I gathered enough courage to go see what was happening i went into the room turned on the lights and there was no candle that's kind of scary like that's some horror movie stuff right there like a weird flame in a room down the hallway um but you know i just think overall it's just slightly comforting and kind of interesting i would love to go on a like legit ghost hunt if i'm being honest i love ghost adventures zach bagans call me i will come on any ghost hunt or lockdown that you want me to um but yeah so that's a little bit of the history of why i love ghosts some real life ghost stories and the basics of halloween And because Halloween started as these festivals that celebrated the harvest and celebrated the season before death, and because Halloween is known as a time when spirits can cross over, it all has to do with one another. Here we are. We're at the end of the episode, and we've come full circle. So I just thought that all of this stuff was super interesting. I love it. I love any ghost story and any horror movie or ghost show or any Halloween show as you know Um, so I hope that you have enjoyed some of these stories and I hope that you've learned a little something too and maybe it's inspired you to do a little research on some ghost connecting things or maybe it's inspired you to ask questions in your own life or your own family about things that have happened or connecting with people I would love to hear any of your ghost stories. Please shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, let me know. I would love to have you on to tell us your stories, even after Halloween. Because like I said, this is just something that I enjoy all year round. And I think something that happens all year round too. Even though apparently it happens more on Halloween. Which now that I'm talking about it and now that I've said it into the universe, who knows if it will happen to me now. Stay tuned. Definitely excited also to see what happens on Saturday when I have this medium appointment. So if any ghosts around me right now while I'm recording or listening, I would love if you bring up this moment. Um, Like I said, I've definitely had some interesting experiences at mediums, so I'm really excited to see what happens and I will definitely let you know. So I know I've learned something and I hope you have too. And I'm excited to get back to the basic about other topics that we find interesting because that's what it's all about. So I hope you've enjoyed. 
please follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review. And please let me know who you want me to get back to basic with and what you want me to get back to basic about. And I will see you on Wednesday because, well, on Wednesdays, we podcast.